G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Howell podcast. Today's episode is part six of the seven things I wish I knew um, when I started lifting almost 20 years ago. The goal was originally to try and knock these out seven days in a row and it hasn't proven the case. Um, hasn't been the best w- week the last week for my mental health. So unfortunately I wasn't up to doing a podcast I tried a few times. Um, I tried talking, and I just couldn't get it out. When I when I don't feel good mentally, you're just basically kind of this kind of heavy brain where you just can't think, and and anything you say just frustrates you because then you feel like it sucks and and whatnot. So it didn't work out, um, unfortunately, the last week. But also in other positive news. The Coach Mark Carroll podcast last week just passed over 500,000 downloads, which is so cool. So I just want to say thank you to everyone out there for listening to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Um, it was something I really wanted to try and try and, you know, give it my best crack. It took a lot of convincing for me to kind of do one and, trying to build up my confidence and, you know, self-esteem to try and talk and stuff like that. And hasn't always been easy, but, you know, the one thing I'm proud of with myself is that I've stuck at it for a year and in a year to have, you know, 500,000 downloads is super cool. So I just genuinely want to say thanks to everyone for listening. And, you know, I get a lot of new listeners, so please do yourself a favor and me a favor by going back to the start of my podcast. I think we've done a hundred episodes now. Um, And there is so much value guys, Um, especially early on in the coach Mark Carroll podcast last year, when I started, I did a lot of episodes with Sheridan sky. If you guys know Sheridan sky, Sheridan used to work with um, for coach Mark Carroll Um, and Sheridan is amazing. So we've got a lot of episodes together um, myself and Sheridan at the start, I think you guys would love. And there's other ones just, yeah, throughout. There's so many great episodes, guys. So make sure you go back. Try not to just listen to, obviously, the new ones, but please, you know, on a drive, on a walk, just go through the Coach Mark Carroll podcast kind of episodes and go back and you'll I think you'll find a lot of value in them. You know, I cover a lot of different things from my mental health to, you know, training, mindset, you name it. So, yeah, not every episode might be for you, but there's, I guarantee you there's probably a fair few episodes the previous year that will add a lot of value. Now, today's episode. So, today's episode is obviously continuing the seven things I wish I knew starting out. And this episode is going to be on the role of genetics. Now, this is something something I don't think people talk about enough. And as it's such a huge factor of things, well, it's such a huge factor of, you know, in the athletic world, but the bodybuilding world, but people don't realize, I think enough that anyone who's trying to improve their body composition, build muscle, lose body fat, et cetera, their genetics are going to play a huge role. So often we just think of, we just think of genetics being like, oh, well, this athlete, you know, is a playing a sport. But when you're going to the gym and trying to improve your muscle mass and shape of your physique and strength, your genetics are still coming into play in a big way. 
And this is where a lot of people get really frustrated because they compare their physique to other people. And I'm going to, I'm going to just, so you guys know, I'm going to say, I want to tell you this from my own perspective because growing up for myself, my genetics were always something I really struggled with and it was really frustrating because here I was, I was so passionate about my training. I was so passionate about nutrition. I lived and breathed it. And it meant everything to me to try and, you know, have this amazing body. When I was really young, I remember 13, 14, I had a terribly low self-esteem. So clearly not much has changed the last 20 years, sadly. But over those years, I remember when I was really young, getting a good body to me was like literally survival. To me, I honestly had this mindset when I was young. I used to train in my backyard in Sydney, you know, not undercover or anything like that. And my my dad kind of had a, a bit of a weight set for me in the backyard where I was just open in the backyard. I used to train, you know, in the middle of winter in the backyard at like 7 p.m. at night. And I used to train and think, oh, my God, like I'm going to change my life. My dream was to get out of Australia and go to America and be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I thought my body would be my escape. And I truly used to train and look in the window. We didn't have mirrors, but we had a, the window, so a little bit of a faint reflection. And I used to, used to think, I'm going to be someone one day. I'm going to escape my pain. I'm going to escape my loneliness, and I'm going to be successful. And that was training to me. It was training for survivals, training to go be someone and and whatnot. And... I used to idolize, you know, WWE wrestlers like The Rock and John Cena and these massively jacked, shredded guys and obviously bodybuilders and stuff like that. And I remember, you know, 15, 16, 17, I was training so hard and I was quite, I was really strong for my age and stuff like that, but I never had like the sense of the same kind of muscle mass or the kind of shape others would have. And I remember playing rugby and obviously playing rugby growing up you were training playing with a lot of guys who are in you know great shape and and you know athletic and whatnot and I remember I was doing all these weights and then these up the other guys in the team were not doing any lifting but they were like more muscular had more shape bigger shoulders bigger arms and I was like what the fuck like why are these guys look more jacked than me and I'm literally doing everything they don't even know what a what protein is. I don't even know what a, you know, uh, preacher curl is or whatever, you name it. And that was one of my frustrations growing up. Cause I was like, hey, I'm doing everything right. I'm reading all the magazines. I'm training religiously and whatnot. And that was kind of when I first got, kind of got exposed to genetics and it's just, you know, everyone's different. And the point is right. Often I talk and I just talk. So the point is to this guys and the things I've learned, right. Is that when we look at genetics, we often look at sports, right? So let's say 100 meters, the 100 meters track in the Olympics, you got Usain Bolt and whatnot. Um, and if you look at the 100 meters, you know, I love athletics. I love track. I just wasn't really good at it. I won the fun fact, guys. I won the 100 meters in Sydney in the, in Sydney in the high schools between different schools. I won the 100 meters in year 12. So 
I was actually fast, but not fast comparatively to like the world's world's elite. Um, but if you look at the Olympics, you know, look at the track athletes, you know, they're not normally people who look like me, normally, um, people who are black and black people generally are so much better at at athletes. You know, all my favorite athletes are generally, um, people who don't look like me. You know, I love LeBron James. I love American football. I just think they're just, it's so cool to watch these people just so much better athletes and stuff like that. And that's just genetics. And obviously they train super hard, but for me, if I went and tried to become a hundred meters champion at a high level, I just didn't have the genetics. I could have the perfect technique. I could do all these things, but I just wasn't as good as everyone else. And that comes back to, you know, genetics. And if you look at, as I said, basketball players, basketball players, what matters in basketball height, I'm five foot eight. So I'm vertically challenged. Whereas you got the basketball players and what are they? Normally, you know, six foot seven, six foot eight, seven foot, you name it. And the thing is, you can't teach height. You can't train height. You're either tall or you're not. And so the biggest advantage in that sport, obviously, is yes, you need skills, but you need height as well. So majority of, you know, people in basketball in the NBA are super, super tall. Now, why does this matter, guys? Because people don't realize enough, like I'm talking about, all of you listening who are your everyday kind of lifters, going to the gym to try and look a little bit better, have a bit more muscle, a bit more confident, a bit leaner, a bit stronger or whatever, you're all still comparing yourself to other people on social media. I say it all the time, hey, Mark, I want to look like this girl. What should, program should I do? And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter what program you do. You're not going to probably look like that person because everybody looks different. And it's not the program that necessarily made them look like that. It's just their body looks like that from a response from training. And so what I mean by that is, yes, genetics matter from, say, basketball, your height or track, having that ability to be really explosive and fast twitch to run faster. But in bodybuilding, and people don't realize, and this is the thing that frustrates me with bodybuilding, is people just go, oh, they're on steroids. That's why those bodybuilders are so big. And I can tell you right now, the bodybuilders who are on steroids, who are the best bodybuilders in the world, if they weren't on steroids and they trained, they would still be ridiculously jacked and shredded and have incredible bodies. Do the steroids help? Yes. But their genetics and response to training is already going to be incredible. It's just then when they use steroids, they go to a whole nother level. I've seen a lot of the best bodybuilders in the world when they when they were natural and say 18 or 20, they look better than most guys on steroids these days. But then when they took steroids, they got even better and better. But point is, people go, oh, they're just on steroids, these gigantic bodybuilders. Well, yeah, they are. But they're also just their bodies respond so well to training. And what I mean by this is just think if you have two individuals. Two people, same weight, same height, same body fat, same age. You got two, say, 20-year-olds, and they start going to the gym, and they do everything right. They do the same training program. They eat the same calories. They train together. One in two years' time could gain 10 kilos of muscle and have abs. The other one could do exactly the same thing and gain three kilos of muscle and had to gain a lower body fat to gain that muscle. Did either one of them train harder? No, it's just their response, a genetic response. So some people can put on muscle far easier than others. 
Some people can lose fat far more easily, which is why you see sometimes you see women, for example, saying they're dieting on 1900 calories and super lean. And then you feel like, well, I'm on 1200 calories, barely losing. Unfortunately, this is just the reality of genetics. For myself growing up, I remember I said I was really strong at certain things, but I just, even when I kind of got into, you know, the bodybuilding lifestyle and doing those kind of bodybuilding things, I still didn't look as good as other people I knew who were were not doing those bodybuilding things, who were not taking drugs, who were not training for bodybuilding. They were still more jacked and shredded. So point is, is that even with all my knowledge and all that stuff, I still didn't look anywhere near as good as my other friends who barely knew anything about training. They'll just go casually and train and lift and party on the weekends. And was it frustrating? Yes. Is it frustrating now? Yes. But that's just the reality of it. And so the point is, guys, is when you're on social media and you see these other women or guys and they've got these perfect bodies doesn't necessarily mean they're actually training harder than you. It doesn't necessarily mean you're doing anything wrong, okay? It doesn't necessarily mean that they're smarter than you or they're doing something that you're not doing. In reality, often I see it over and over, you're training smarter, you're training more intelligently, you're training just as hard, you're eating as well, but you don't maybe look at the same level as those other people, But unfortunately, it's just out of your control because it's the role of genetics. Some people just put on muscle easier. It's like you look at kind of Victoria's Secret models and stuff like that. Um, Not that that's really kind of in vogue anymore or whatever, but you got these women who are, you know, five foot 10, five foot 11, and these tiny, tiny hips and these massive long legs and stuff like that. You can't teach that. Obviously, yes, they don't eat much and whatnot, which is not the best thing. But again, it's still their structure. And some people can just put muscle on more easily. Some people don't as easily. Some people get strong really easily. And the thing is, we get so down when we compare ourselves to others. And this is going to be the most cliche sentence in the world. But the key really is just to be the best that you can be okay you're really only in competition against yourself and this is where why one of the reasons why i have a good and bad relationship with people competing because i see it when i i prep people right i can do an amazing job with someone let's say someone comes to me and they previously competed and they came 25th and then i can prep them for a bikini competition and i take them from 25th to seventh place and I've changed their physique dramatically and they go from 25th to seventh and they improve so much. And then that person gets angry at me because they didn't win. I'm like, but I literally helped you go improve 18 places and change your physique. They're like, yeah, but I didn't win. But then the girl that won might've been training for only six months and just genetically has perfect structure, perfect shape, naturally has bigger glutes, has better structure, and you can't train that, And unfortunately. And that's what a lot of times people don't realize. You just have certain features that can help you with your certain sport. And that's one of the things with, you know, physiques, competitions, and stuff like that is the winner, the best bodybuilder or the best bikini athlete and stuff like that doesn't necessarily mean they're training harder than you or smarter. It often just relies upon, hey, I've got 
I've got the genetics and the shape and structure that just for whatever reason fits into this category and people like. And that's one of the things is that when I train people and when I prep people for say bikini comps, my focus is always, I'm just trying to think, how can I make this person better? I don't really prep people to try and go, how can I make them a champion? Because that's often outside your control. The thing that you can control is just you improving. How can I improve? Because if I can improve you and get you to better and better and better, it's going to get you obviously closer to being the best or whatever. But you can't you can't change who else is there. You can't do all these things. So the moral of the story today, guys, is genetics matter. So your goal should not be, especially, you know, everyone who's not trying to compete and stuff like that, to compare yourself against influencers and all these things. Because a lot of people just genetically are blessed and they can look at weights almost and, you know, build muscle. They can train inconsistently. They can eat not that great and stay lean and easily put on muscle and all these things. And is it frustrating? Yes, but it's just the realities of life. So moral of the story today's guys is the role of genetics. I wish I understood this because it would have helped me understand years ago that what I was doing was not wrong. I was trying my absolute hardest. I was giving it my all. I was training intelligently. I was doing everything right. And yes, other people look better than me and were getting faster results. But it didn't mean I wasn't I wasn't trying. It just meant that some people just genetically more blessed in the realm of body composition. But it doesn't also mean that you're a failure. It just means that everyone is different. Okay, so moral of the story, guys, what I wish I knew almost 20 years ago when I started was that you can be doing everything right and maybe not necessarily get the progress other people get right away, but it doesn't mean you're not doing all the positive things well. So remember that you, if you're doing ticking all the boxes, be proud of that and just keep shipping away and shipping away and be the best that you can be. And that's going to help your mindset um, to stay at it and be, you know, that longevity. All right. So I know it's not always easy thing to hear, but just be the best that you can be. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope it made, made a little bit of sense. I'll talk to you soon.